some creativity. creativity for the society. The Process Podcast. That's rad. It's the Process Podcast, episode 22. 22. We're back. We're back whispering again. today. But I don't know why. So I'm going to stop whispering because this is not an ASMR <clears throat> podcast. No. Not at all. Do you like ASMR? Maybe one day. I never um, got into it. Never really watched. Other than the reason of like watching someone else react to one or like laughing at it. No, I don't think yeah. I've watched one seriously. No. You haven't gotten the tingles? That I mean, apparently yeah, but you're not supposed from, to get? But not from people like scratching a microphone. What gives you the tingles? Hot design. Like a, like a, like a six and a half liter V12. What does that mean? It's an engine. Oh, okay. Fair. It's a car thing. It's, it's a car thing. All these car words that I'm not familiar with yeah. at all. Sorry. We're talking about this before the show. Favorite guitars. Because mm-hmm. we were trying to figure out the name of a song. Song that we heard way like back in February. Long yeah. time ago from one of our late nights in the shop. Was that I thought it was the weekend that we were doing CAD for um Yep, that was that weekend. thesis. And we yeah. like went there three days, like twelve three twelve hour days at least. At least. And got like a shit done a CAD done. Over from like the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we probably spent I'd say close I know we to- we totally mapped it out. We spent we ended up spending like forty eight hours at school over the course of three days. Yeah, it was like twelve hours on the Friday and like I think it was like thirteen on the Saturday and like thirteen on the Sunday as well. Yeah. Something like that. It's crazy. And then I think maybe some Monday. And some Monday, yeah. yeah. We spent a lot of time there. Yeah. We got a lot of CAD done. But we were trying to remember the name of the song that we were listening to during that weekend. Because we were at the at the shop again yeah. with our boy. Sean Plattick, yes. another shout out, your boy Sean. Oh, yeah, um, man, looking back at that, good memories. That a, yeah, good memories, man. It was like a month before everything shut down and the whole yeah. world just lost it. Yep. But I thought it was one song by the White Stripes, and you were like, "No, it's another song by the White Stripes." Lo yeah, and you, behold, you were correct. Yeah. yeah, you thought it was Dead Leaves and Dirty Ground, and it was in fact Salute Your Solution by Tours. Yes. Good song. Beautiful. Great song. Which it take go ahead. Brought the idea, well brought up the conversation of the guitar that yes. we both remembered seeing Jack White holding at some point, which was like a, a Les Paul or something, right? Something like that. Something a bright like that, red yeah. something real sick. And then we're like, I don't know, I was like, hmm, what's your favorite body favorite shape? Guitar. Body shape. Favorite body shape is five one to five two <laughs> how do i know you're gonna of course yeah damn you're um, for the short let's see five four at a max really wow no five six i, I don't discriminate i have no preference um, <laughs> no, <laughs> i don't discriminate but over five six is whack two and a half feet tall minimum <laughs> or maximum <laughs> oh oh <laughs> You can't say that, Zach. That now uh, you're discriminating. I, 
yeah yeah i accept all body types my favorite right. guitar body type right 1980 ibanez destroyer with like the classic gloss black yeah top and like the white and gold or white and brass whatever it is um accessories on it like the the volume knobs and everything yeah That'd be super cool second favorite would be gibson firebird tra- just traditional sunburst body color and i don't really have a third one i like the um i like the jackson guitars like their pc1 models i think are really nice they have like a very nice oiled wood finish with like curly maple on the top looks mm. really nice um they do some of them just in like plain like a matte black looks really sleek mm-hmm. and they've got a very nice uh, i like i like their guitars matte black. jackson guitars i like jackson guitars i don't yeah. own a jackson but <laughs> i was gonna say Sadly. i don't own a guitar but yes really that sucks no man. i never never tried to do you know how to play guitar or you just no just no i never got into that phase uh, i i went into drum a little bit i went into drumming I was doing drum the, lessons. Hitting the skins. Hitting the skins. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Favorite drummer? Do you have a favorite drummer? Uh, that's a great question. No, I don't know. No. I don't know, actually. Favorite drummer. Hmm. No, actually, I don't know. Hmm. I, I guess know. you don't like you don't play it consistently enough. It's not like you have No, I haven't I haven't played guy. in like No, I haven't like I I had lessons when i was like probably like 10 Ooh. 11 12 like around that you still have an accent by then or uh, you lost it? no i i think i'd pretty much wow. lost it by then how long did it take for you to lose your accent only a few years probably oh that sucks yeah that really sucks i know i know right i would know you want to go would you would you go back if we went back say for like two months yeah just took two months off of life and just lived in birmingham Yes. You think you'd pick it up again? Yeah, I think so. Really? Especially if I tried, I think I'd pick up some, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know when I'm talking, when I'm having deep conversation with my dad, sometimes he comes out a little bit here and there. Well, when when we went out the other day to buy sketchbooks, yeah, last week, you said something, and it was like in just in the sentence, <laughs> you were flowing, you were just spitting absolute sentence bars. Yeah. And your accent totally popped out. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Sometimes I guess it does. It was, I can't remember the word. Oh no. We were driving behind a cop and you were like yelling, not yelling, but saying like, <laughs> yelling at the, the cop. Co- the cop was driving too slow. I mean, it's a cop. What are you going to do? Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, your, your accent totally came out. But anyways, what was your favorite guitar body type? Brief. My, there. my, my favorite has always been the flying V. The flying V. It is just. Reason? I think it, it it the shape screams eighties to me. Yeah, no, and I it, totally agree. And and I love the eighties, and it just looks rad. It just looks rad. And then with the it destroyer really being a very very close second. I've always loved iconic. Yeah, I've always loved those two. Hundred percent. Hundred percent trying to think they just look gnarly you know oh they look they they scream 1980s rock and roll you know yeah especially metal too and stuff like that like because i love metallica and like they're both used by james uh, headfield quite heavily and and i know like with 
Sabbath, I mean, obviously Tony Iommi uses an SG, but like with Ozzy too, and like his mm. guitars are like that, like just, oh, they just look so like gnarly, you know, the shapes, like the angles, the sharpness, like yeah. it just looks like, fuck yeah, look good. Just look, looks mean, it's a mean axe they got there. Mean axe. Absolutely I was just axe. thinking about uh, uh, Gene Simmons and the axe, really? actually, it's funny you just yeah. said that, axe, yeah. The axe you've, seen Ki- you've seen Kiss live, I did, you? I got to see yeah. him bring out the axe when did you see them live last uh, year, last summer it was just before september it was august last week of august yeah, the last summer right. yeah i think the mm-hmm. last week or like the second no i think it was last week it was like the 20 i want to say 26th or 27th or something like that maybe 25th i don't know i, th- I think around there i think i was flying home from australia the day that you were going to see them I'm pretty sure. Very possibly, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that when I came back and got off the airplane and got on the Wi-Fi at Pearson Airport, I opened your Snapchat that was like, on my way to see Kiss. Mm. That's awesome. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to go to bed. I'm jet lagged. Yeah. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure that's when it was. It probably I mean, was. That's, that's when I remember it being anyway. <laughs> Memories. It probably, it probably was fantastic. actually. Because basically like, the weekend before we went back yeah did yeah. he um probably brought out the blood and spat blood everywhere too didn't he hell yeah real, real yeah when it came like... to them doing uh it was a war machine i'm pretty sure and, it's war um, machine, yeah. yeah simmons comes out with the axe the base and he's like and he steps on the platform Oh, man. And like the platform goes to like probably like 40 50 feet in the air and he's just on there shredding and then like as he comes back down, like the blood's dripping, and then he just starts spitting it. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. Just sticks his monster tongue out and just goes yeah. everywhere. Yeah. You got to wonder what goes into the design of those outfits, you know? It's like rock outfits. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where does that start? Who does that start? Is, like a, is that a costume designer? You see the shoes that the Kiss guys wear? Yeah, the like platform ten boots, in, ten inch platform boots, especially Simmons. Yeah, I'd, I wonder because it was like, you know, how they have that movie on Netflix, The Dirt. I think so. Have you seen it about no. um, Motley Crue? How they like no, based on like the book, The Dirt, written about them of like how they started and everything. No, I don't know if it's Is like it like a like a documentary about the band or like one. No, it's like a particular. movie played by actors and stuff like that. Oh. MG, you know Machine Gun Kelly, the rapper. Yeah, he plays. Um, Does he play Nikki? Tommy, Six? no, Tommy oh, Lee. Okay, really, he plays Tommy Lee. Um, no, like in the, I guess the part when they're like come up with the band and the name and and uh, they decide to go out with like all these clothes, you know, like mm-hmm. the the leather and the the leather pants and the kind of almost like girly looking outfits at the time and like the the face yeah. makeup and the eyeliner and all that stuff. Really they eccentric. just they just they were just like let's do it because it looks cool to be different to stand out. So I wonder. I guess Kiss probably did the same thing because they would have been before, right? Yeah. Yeah, they were like early seventies. They were early. So really early. I guess they probably just thought like, oh, let's do it to stand out. And then I guess when it, things got more professional, they probably brought in some costume designer to a make it look designer, a bit better. Yeah. yeah, I would imagine. It's like if you go back and like watch a Kiss music <laughs> video from. Um, I think Lick It Up, the music video for Lick It Up. They're not wearing costumes. They're not wearing makeup. 
they're just dudes hmm. but they look so different yeah they like, look really different gene, gene simmons and paul stanley without makeup look like they don't even look human yeah you know? it was paul yeah, stanley looks strange. like some kind of a dog like a weird <laughs> chihuahua like a chihuahua pug breed put together then you put yeah. makeup on them and they're instantly recognizable yeah strange that's iconic design right there right that's powerful can you imagine if designers did that and just dressed super excessively well i mean some do some do but like i'm talking say uh was it i'm talking like every day rashid oh yeah karim rashid karim rashid he does but he's like he's like eccentric in his design as well in his design as well but i still think his like even the clothes that he wears pretty subdued to wearing say like a giant leather jacket and a and a purple boa and yeah. a bunch of like skin tight leather pants. He'll he'll wear a lot of color. I feel know? like you'd like 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 with that, I guess you're standing out as a band, you're already on top of the world. Yeah. It's the ego boost as I feel like a designer if you did that, you'd be uh ridiculed or something. Yeah, like what if what if Dieter Rams wore the same <laughs> outfit that a nineteen eighties punk band wore? I don't know about that one. That would look that would look real weird. Yeah, it'd be weird. Be kind of. He's cool got his own kind of style, though. Gray T-shirt. He's he's got to be the one that started. I picture him in like a black turtleneck. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I don't, I don't keep up with theater rams enough. I haven't me checked neither, but I just picture him in, with like that, like the one black and white photo that you think of when you think mm. of theater rams. He's like a black turtleneck, and he's he just looks like he's thinking. He's, yeah, he looks like he's like, you he know, he's the best. Did you ever see the Rams documentary? No. That they made about him? Me no, neither. I never never did actually. We got to watch that next time. I next remember time I'm in town. Yeah, we'll find it. I remember like people talking about it when we were in like first or second year. Yeah. But Same. like, oh, you got to watch this and then it just never happened. Same thing with the objectified. Did yeah, you ever hear never, about that documentary? Yeah, yeah, in first year, I think. And still never watched it. I found like 15 minutes of it on YouTube, but it was a uh, like a cut up clip mm. you know so it yeah. wasn't a like it wasn't a proper it wasn't sequential like there was just different points of the movie that were cut up and put together so nothing right. actually made sense um but i think oh, it was on netflix at one point i'm pretty sure yeah probably but not anymore see that silence of the lambs is on netflix now yeah have it on my list i don't watch it have you seen it before? Surely you've seen it. Yeah, before. a long time ago, I think. Ooh. I think I watched it with the parents when I was like super young somehow. Cause... Little baby Zach. Yeah, probably watching Hannibal Lecter. Creepy. Creepy. I don't remember much. I think I remember some things. The iconic stuff. You know, like him in the cell and everything like that. Yeah, staring out. It's like, hello, can you hear Clarice. Them? Can, can you hear them screaming, Clarice? Yeah. Hear what? The lambs, the lambs are screaming. Puts the lotion in the basket. Dude, Anthony Hopkins is just a weird dude. Have you seen like he'll do videos on like his Twitter or something? And he's just like he'll just be talking about absolute nonsense and start like laughing. <laughs> As if he's in character for like Hannibal Lecter. And then that's just the video. Really? But it's like, dude, this guy is weird. Like he's... Do you think it sticks with him? Maybe he's you just think gone. he's like one of those actors that's like has gotten so involved in a role 
where he just can't get it out of his head. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you watch him as like Odin in like the Thor movie. He's like, this guy looks chill. He's old. It's true. Yeah. An old, old dude. And then he does weird videos and you're like, this guy's weird. Very strange. Maybe that's just like legitimately how he is. I think it is. I think it's just how he is. And then him acting is more normal than his actual self. I mean, probably. I feel like that's probably most actors. Yeah. Well, I mean, like going back to Karim Rashid. I've never, never met him in person. Would be kind of cool to meet him in person, I think. But he's like, he's made a name for himself first off. Some people Mm -hmm. like, people, I feel like people are really torn on whether they like Karim Rashid. Whether or not you like his designs or not, different story, because it's a very subjective thing. Yeah. And it appeals to, it appeals to a lot of people, but it's still a selected group of people, you know? Just based yeah. off of what his most of his subject matter entails is wild, sculptural, exploratory forms and lots and lots of color. Yeah, imagine just meeting him and be like, hey man, I remember learning about that one chair and garbage bin you made. Yeah, that's the only thing I know about you. Can You're you please cool. tell me more? <laughs> I th- I personally I think he's really I really like his sketching style. He does a lot of these I... like continuous kind of... line sketching. Oh where, right, right. Like, he'll, he'll draw a chair and he won't take his pen off the page for the entire time until the chair is done. And if it looks bad, it doesn't really matter. Like he's not worried about having perfect lines, mm. which I think is actually pretty interesting considering someone of his caliber. Because he he came from he graduated from Carleton University in Ottawa. Yeah, which is which is actually pretty cool to hear of someone coming from a Canadian school experiencing that much success. That's true, actually. My boy, my boy came from Rye High. Yeah, Ryerson University. I think that's back when it was like a um, polytechnic institute before it became Ryerson University. Probably because it would have been in the nineties. Yeah. And I think it's only been Ryerson University for like 20-ish years. So it's probably like right before. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to get Arrowson Hugh on the podcast. I love I don't sh- know if to, I could do it. Talk. I would turn such like a fangirl. You'd lose it. I'd start like giggling and like... You'd blow your load too early. Just being like, just, I love you so much. I love you. I love you. I love you. Yeah, that's probably what I would turn into. It'd be bad. I remember I listened to an listened to an episode of the um I think it's called Beyond the Hype is the name of the podcast. And they were talking talking to him. And they were talking to there was one where it came out like twenty nineteen, so obviously pre COVID. And then they had another one that came out in May, maybe June. And they were talking to him about how his whole life and business and everything has changed since the global pandemic's been in place and has been in place now for like a fair amount of time. Yeah. And he talked, I think he he talked a lot in that. I'm pretty sure about like anxiety around design, which is pretty interesting. Have you ever had anxiety about a design or like a design project? Um, I mean, yeah, every single one. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. Pretty much anxiety in which way, like of, Hmm. I feel like, well, with us, like anxiety of like, uh, 
Like, is this going to be, am I going to learn what I need to learn from this? Get a good grade kind of thing from a school point of view or from his, it's like anxiety of like, Oh man, if it doesn't do well, that's my business. Yeah. No one's going to buy it. I feel like to direct, to, to make this question relatable to us as students, graduates, entry-level professional designers, there's, I feel like there's probably a level of anxiety around being qualified. Like, are you qualified to do what you're doing? Yeah, definitely got that then. Is someone going to figure out that I'm not, that I don't know everything and that I'm not seen as like super professional and they're going to, like call me out on that see it's not just so much that for me because i'm always like i'm already like yeah they're gonna know if you look at my resume resume you know i'm not super experienced yeah or professional in that in that way like in an experienced way right um i think the one thing that i i still definitely get anxiety with Mm -hmm. is and i probably will for a while anyways until i got a decent amount of experience under my belt but it's like now getting into the industry mm-hmm. it's like is my design like i don't want to be laughed at by the people that have been in there for years right like i don't in and i mean that in a way of like i don't i feel like the pressure and the anxiety of not producing a design that is like at the same level mm-hmm. of quality as like someone who's been doing it for years which is like it's not that's just how it is yeah but it's the idea of like I already know that like the first few projects like we work on, we're going to look back mm-hmm. on it years from now and be like, oh, we could do that way better. Yeah. But I mean, that's just how it is. We look back on first year projects and be like, Jesus, like this, we could do that in our sleep so much better. Yeah. Now, not would just have absolutely the... killed first year. If I could do first year <laughs> now, I would absolutely yeah. destroy it. Yeah. Not just like the, the actual quality of like scheduling, but the presentation and the confidence mm-hmm. and the everything. Right. So I think it's like, it's, I understand that, but it's still that anxiety of like, you know, it's, it's like, I was thinking about it, you know, with like with logos, mm-hmm. um, like, um, when, when I, when I posted like the one graphics things on my Instagram, one of my like, like childhood friends liked it and like put on his story and was like, I was like, Oh, thanks man. And he was like, Hey, great work's gotta be like, rep- you know, showing off or I was like, thanks man. And I was like, his his dad is a graphic designer, really oh, talented, okay. really cool guy, oh, yeah. and he has his own rap business that he raps for vehicles. Okay, and uh, like a vinyl rap. Yeah, right? vinyl rap, and he's become yeah. like quite successful in the past few years. Very successful. Wow. Good for and, him. And yeah, and it's like I had the idea. I was like, well, well, it's like, you know, if I did a logo, would he mm. like laugh at it and look at it and be like, oh, what, like a noob? Yeah. Right. And it's the idea of yeah. like, but it's like, I know that like, oh, in years to come, I'll be able to come, like, I'll be able to do that better. Mm-hmm. But it's that idea of like, you know, you want to make a name for yourself and you don't want to be called a noob, even though you are a noob, you don't want to be yeah. like, it's, it's, it's scary. Right. Cause you're like, you have the anxiety it's this new of environment. like, yeah, it's like, is, are the professionals going to think it's good or are they just going to look at it and be like, yeah, it's a kid right out of, out of school. Yeah, this is this is what I would expect from a kid right out of school. It's tough, like you know. 
it, like it's like if, if it's one thing for to be like oh it's a kid out of school but like nice i don't want it to be like oh that's what i would expect from a kid out of school it's like oh kind of a backhand compliment there that hurts even you know? more so it's like there's definitely that anxiety yeah it's like i know like if we were working on something right now for big design company i know together we can produce a product that's sick like it's gonna be mm-hmm. really nice because we have that collaborative teamwork right? yeah we're comfortable in that yeah and i think already even without a lot of experience and without our skills fully developed i think with our skills right now and our knowledge we can do really great work absolutely but it's like that thought is like compared to like professionals are they gonna think it's like crap or that's yeah that's when that's where the anxiety comes in and the anxiety but because it's like well like i was saying like we, we we both know too it's like well years from now we'll look back on it and be like just laugh at it it's like yeah we can redo that obviously a lot better yeah, but it's sure. the idea of like the anxiety of like oh no like it's our first few projects you gotta nail it like it's gotta be perfect all that stuff kind of thing. yeah but i know as i know as well as like um but like everyone started like that this is true yeah you know i mean this is true so it's like i don't know i keep on going back and forth i try to I'm trying to like get better at that. Telling myself like, well, everyone started at that, that same point. There's a lot of people I like, I would like to think that there's a lot of people successful out there now that started off a level lower than we are right now. Probably. Right. There, it it's has to the be. Case. There has to be people out there that like came out of school with even like less knowledge and less skills, but are now doing totally great. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure that's the case. Has to yeah. be. Because it's not like we're a model example for anything, you know? No. And like I've did you ever have anxiety around the quality of your work in school, not relating to getting a specific grade, but almost proving to yourself that you were able that you were like that you're a competent designer because I run into this all the time of like yeah. get the anxiety of my like I can I can draw something well I can sketch something nice but the creativity is not there right like that's what gives me the anxiety in the sense that it's the the hard skills I'm not worried about it's the thinking it's the soft skills right. like what what goes on in your brain to create a creative idea? I, I like I end up falling into the rabbit hole of, oh, it's just the same thing, or it's already been done, or it's too simple. The idea is not creative enough. Yeah, no, you know? I totally get that. Like, and it's cyclical. It just keeps going around. And it's around it's and a around. tough. It's a it's a really tough loop to get into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I, I definitely feel that too. Is like with the, with the creativity thing. I'm like, I feel like I'm confident with come up with ideas, but it's like, um, actually executing them into a design. Yeah. It's like, I get to a point and then I'm like looking at inspiration for something and then mm-hmm. I'll get it. And I'm like, do I, do I like, am I relying on inspiration? Like, am yeah. I like, you know, am I actually not as creative as I thought and yeah, can't exactly. come up with that on my exactly. own or you know, am I relying too much on inspiration from others and not doing something on my own? Or like, there's definitely that thing too, which is kind of hard to explain, but like you see like a simple design out there and like Mm -hmm. as designers, we know 
it's not easy and a lot of work went into it to make it look easy. Simple design is most likely the hardest thing to do. It is. It's hard and to make something look simple. Exactly. And um, isn't that like an Einstein quote or something? It was like, anyone can overcomplicate something, but it takes a genius to make something simple. Somebody, something like along those lines. Sounds like a Zach Watson quote it's, to me. No, right no, there. no. I think it's like an Einstein quote. Anyway, something. Anyway, but anyways, it's like you do something and you look at it and you're like, that's that looks too simple. Like it looks mm-hmm. like it's been something I don't even know how to explain when you look at some designs and it, it like, especially like minimalism being like one of the hot trends right now in design and like all yeah. different areas. I'm sure you've seen too some, like I've definitely seen it in like automotive design. We see some companies that nail it and you look at it and you're like, that is like, that's it. Right. Mm. Mm. The hit and then, right there. Done. And then Got you it. see others that for some reason, you're not sure what it is, but there's something about it that makes you feel like they attempted it, but didn't nail it. Like, yeah. like it's almost like a, like a wannabe minimalism. They copied the product, not the process. Yeah. Like almost like that. Right. So I feel like there's, it's almost like that was sometimes in my own work where I look at it and I'm mm. like, does that actually look like simple like right or does that yeah. look does that look like i'm trying to be simple yeah kind of thing you know what i mean but again i it's it's tough because i definitely get that but it's just experience right yeah like Do you think there's something in that of like being trying to be a perfectionist and always trying to definitely maybe like micromanage all these different things because like i would consider i'd consider myself a perfectionist? I don't think I would consider you a perfectionist. Though. It's to funny you say that. Like I feel like to, an extent, to me, I say I would say I am. Really? But maybe I've gotten better. I think I've definitely gotten better at it. Like I remember, I think like you've, you've gotten a lot better at being looser. Yeah, because I think in like I've high school, that. in in high school art class, mm-hmm. I would like spend so much time on the conceptual part of it thinking about what i wanted to draw or paint or whatever right the the story the 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 style the aesthetic the look all that the content everything i'd spend so much time and i would start doing it and then i'd be like is this perfect though is this how i want it and then i'd go back and change it and then do that and then go back and change it and next you know oh yeah it'd be like the day before it's due and i don't have basically at the beginning and i just have to get it done then i rush it so i feel like i suffer from that quite a bit happened to me a lot in first year i feel like yeah. Um, I feel like I'm better at that. It's but that being not perfect is really hard. It's funny because it really it's like is. it's you're never gonna be perfect. And you don't really want to be perfect. That's another quote, isn't it? It's like something. It's like you like you never want to be perfect. You always want to be chasing. Yeah, perfection. I think we, we talked about this in like early episodes too. Yeah, like you you never want to be the best. No. Like we were talking about it in the context yeah. of the class. Like you never want to be the best person in the class because then there's no one, there's no one to look up to. There's no one to chase. No. If you're at the top, like you look around and you don't see anybody because everybody else is in air quotes below you according yeah. to whatever metric they're using to gauge that off of, which I think is totally invalid. Yeah. It's no, not, yeah. it's not a pyramid, you know, there's not like no. there's always one person at the top and everybody else falls beneath it. Yeah, not at all. It's not how it works. It's how it appears to work. That's how people always talk about it in school. It's like, oh, he's he's top of the class. She's top of the class for sure. What does that mean? 
Yeah. It means nothing. It means nothing. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely how it is. Like being being loose and not being perfect, not being perfection is hard. I feel like for anyone who's in design or art or anything creative, there's I think everyone probably has that little bit of kind of uh, perfectionist disease if you will like everyone yeah. has that little like because essentially you're putting like a creative piece of work of your own out there yeah and then something that didn't that's a scary exist thing before. it's a scary thing oh yeah terrifying um so there's always that like oh it's got to be perfect like it right going back to like what we're saying too it's like you know being right out of design school it's like i want to nail it i want to start off as, at a, on a good foot you know i don't want to yeah put something out that everyone's gonna think i'm garbage like i gotta make something perfect so then when i can show to other professionals they can see i'm good enough but it's yeah. like it's not gonna happen and it's no, probably gonna go badly trying to chase that perfection you're gonna drive yourself yeah. crazy trying to chase perfectionism is just self-destructive ultimately because yeah. you're yeah. never going to reach perfectionism yeah, it just no. doesn't happen. No. And so there's definitely that going back and forth where it's like, got that anxiety, but then also mm-hmm. got to keep telling yourself. That's what I try to keep telling myself is like a few years, you're going to look back on it and be like, just laugh at it and be like, no, that's good, but I could do way better. Yeah. And everyone started there. This is you true. Know? Everyone did start there. Even like- people... Even designers, if they have an ego and they're like, think they're really sick and everything, it's like, well, you know, it doesn't matter. Everyone started at at that point. Karen Rashid sucked at one point, surely. Yeah, everyone's, I mean, I think it's just, it's not even like sucked. It's like everyone sucks at some point. Very true. Doesn't matter like where you are in your career. Like you'll do, like you'll suck every now and then. And that's okay. Mm. If anything, that's good. It's part of being human. It's part of failing right you want to yeah go back to to that get better yeah going back to that memorable day tattooed on my brain of first year in odin's class end of first year Mm -hmm. and he says now is the time to fail like do it now that and fail fail often i mean whenever you see like ted talks and interviews with people that's what they always say right yeah they always say fail fail now fail often fail as much as possible when it's coming from them makes sense to hear it from someone who is successful. Yeah. But then when it happens to you, someone who is not successful, someone who's for all intents and purposes, a general run of the mill kind of bloke, yeah. the idea of failing at something, whether it's say it, say it's in this case, in this instance, a creative endeavor, you fail, you fail at whatever it is you're trying to do in that moment. That seems pretty detrimental because for all you're concerned, that one creative endeavor was like your thing and now it's gone. Yeah. It failed. didn't work out. Something happened to it. That's tough to bounce back from. Even though you hear these successful people say, fail, fail often, fail as much as you can. It's fine hearing that from the person in that moment. But then when it actually happens to you, you're like, oh, well, this is terrible. What am I going to do with my life now? It's definitely tough. You know? Yeah. And then to to bounce back from that, you got to be, you got to have a thick skin. For sure. You got to be resilient. Especially in you know? anything creative. Oh, yeah. Because like putting your own work with your own kind of style and emotion and story behind it, 
attaching a name to that yeah like even like even you know as many times i've talked about not being me not being happy with my thesis Mm -hmm. at the end of thesis if someone said something bad about my design i would have fought them you know what i mean like you you still a part of you is in it right so as soon as like someone says something bad about it you gotta have thick skin to to deal with it you put eight months of your life into that project right yeah it's not something you just toss away haphazardly you're not just like i'm just gonna forget about it yeah it does still stick with you absolutely was there ever anxiety around that project like with coming up with a creative enough idea? I mean, maybe not with the idea, because I was like, I'm going to do something, some transportation, something car related. Right. You I were knew I wanted to. I was selling that. And like the idea, I liked it. I still do. Oh, yeah. So Great it wasn't idea. the idea. I feel like my anxiety with that project was like when I, I think I talked about it back in one of the first few episodes of the reason why I didn't put it on the online thesis show. Oh yeah. Just that, like, I, I had the anxiety of like, I just didn't think it was a good enough representation of me and my capabilities. Would Definitely you post that. it now if you had the chance? Yeah, I mean, I guess I kind of did in like portfolio. It's out there. Yeah. Would you um, put it up on the thesis show website though? Now, if you um, had the opportunity to do so. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So what's yeah. that mental shift then, as opposed to now versus say four months ago? Of just accepting that, like, hey, you know, you just got to get past it. Yeah. Like, you'll get better at it. You'll, like, I think realizing it's not the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> is kind of a, kind of a big thing, right? Especially, like, yeah. starting out or where we are now, kind of starting, the, trying to get into the industry. Like, it seems like not getting a sick design job right out of school or not making lots of money or not doing anything, working on anything really cool, not, you know, being able to get a design job, anything, Mm -hmm. or like not doing well on a first project. It seems like the end of the world. Yeah. And like, I mean, still to me, sometimes it feels like it is right. It's a tough thing to get over. But yeah. How does, how does that feel? Cause like, I'm fortunate enough to have a job Yeah, and you unfortunately do not have a job. Yeah. You know? How, yeah. Like, where, what's the anxiety like in that? And how, how does that get dealt with? It's one of those things. It's like at this point, I know I'm probably going to find just a normal regular job for now just to make some money. Yeah. Um, Work retail or something. And like, like yeah, like looking objectively at it, it's fine. And there's nothing wrong with it. No. It's just that bummer of like, I just did four years of this. I want to get into it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I try, I try to not have an ego. I mean, we all kind of do. And like, I try try to like not have as much as possible. Like I try to remind myself that like, I'm not insanely talented at design. Like I'm not the best in the world. Um, and it's not, I, I I I remind myself that I'm, oh, thank you. I remind myself that I'm not, you know, I won't just send a resume into any design thing and expect the job you know yeah um but it does it does hurt a little bit of like like i i want to be doing cool stuff and like be in the industry that i spent four years a lot of money a lot of time a lot of effort in you know Mm -hmm. um but i keep on trying to remind myself hey like it's not the end of the world no it's not the end of the world at all but i mean like even i have anxiety around 
Like I, I'm fortunate enough to have a job, but it's not, it's not the dream job that I was. Yeah. It's not that I ever hoped for a dream job right out of school. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a very, I'm a stupidly realistic person. Mm-hmm. So I never expected to be working at some crazy place, working on crazy projects right off the bat that I expect to be working where I am. No. Would I like to be doing more design work? Yes. And less of the admin aspect of things. Yeah. I would love to do more design work as opposed to working in spreadsheets and answering emails and like designing documents per se. I'd love to be doing right. more like the studio style work that we did for four years in school. Yeah. Am I okay with what I'm doing right now? I'm okay with it. I'm not going to rush on to something new because just because I feel mildly uncertain in that one moment. But the anxiety for me is, is this going to turn into something where I can't get out of where I've invested say like two, three, maybe four years of time into this. And I just get so comfortable doing that one thing that I don't even, even if I want to leave, I don't simply because the place that I'm in is comfortable. Right. You know? Yeah. And that, that's the part that kind of scares me, which is like, no, kickstart work, work on your portfolio, keep doing stuff. Yeah. And I think that's why it helps us to work on our creative projects, work on this, have work coming in through yeah. the design company. It helps. Yeah. yeah. I think having, having this, doing this each day and doing work through a big design company almost alleviates some of the anxiety around not being a fully fledged professional industrial designer, because this is kind of like, yeah. it's kind of like a fantasy in a way of being able to do that. Yeah. But it's, but it's still credible, you know? Yeah. Like it kind of helps me feel like I'm kind of part of the industry. Yeah. When I'm not just a yet. different, a different branch of it. Yeah. Like a different branch of the same tree. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, it definitely helps. Like, Especially if we could have, you know, projects from BDC on the side and if I had to work some, you know, just regular retail or something, it would help, you know, scratch that creative itch and feel like I'm doing something that I, you know, that I want to do. Yeah. Um, Maybe it almost helps you feel like you earn it in a way, you know? Yeah. Like you say you spend, say it takes two years for this pandemic thing to go away and Ultimately, we just end up having to work like normal jobs, nothing glamorous or fancy for two years to get to a point where it allows us to explore those more advantageous, more creative employment opportunities Yeah, to put loosely, you know, but in that time, we'll still be able to do this and still be able to run projects through big design company. And that's still something that's totally valid and fair, right? Yeah, exactly. I think reaching the end of that point gives us the validation of like we put in our chips of hard work and here they are. We're going to cash in and we're going to go enjoy a cool, not a cooler because that's kind of a, just a very ambiguous word, but enjoy something more in line with what we like, what we hope for, what we dream for when you're say like. 10, 11 years old thinking about your life as a designer. Yeah, exactly. But 
I think gen- genuinely, I think what we are going to be able to do is to like the, the life as a designer that we think about as we grow up and even, even now the life as a designer that we think about, we will be able to manufacture in our own way. We'll be mm-hmm. able to make that our own reality. Yeah. Simply through the way that we can work, you know, yeah, and especially exactly. with that, with that teamwork of working, I guess we've known each other now for four years, but it feels like so much longer yeah. because we were, we just, we, we jive so well together, you know, just like, definitely just like throwing punches and you're just blocking everything. <laughs> I'm going in. You're just like, nope, gotcha. Boom. But it's like, it's so, it's like a dance. We're just dancing. Mm dancing with design oh i like that Ooh, I, cool. I, I like that too write band that down. name band name dancing with design there you go i'm gonna write that one down in the field notes wonder I, if the microphone would pick up pen scratches you go ahead sounds like um, you're about to say something prolific i was gonna <laughs> very prolific i was gonna say i not that like i need the valid or something but it'd be nice to hear like whether it was like a future guest or just a you know a video on youtube or something hear like a successful designer say that like they felt the same way when they started yeah yeah you know i mean like it'd be kind of cool when we have bruce on at some point because we will mm. yes we will it's a when not an if when Ho- hopefully over the christmas break yeah, that'd be we'll really be at cool. a good point. We'll be at a good point around December time. Yeah. And we'll be able to get him away from, from school and all that. And I, I one of the things I'd love to ask him is like when he was in our position out of school, like yeah. did he feel the same way of like did he feel any in any sort oh, of way qualified man. to enter the industry? Did he feel the same anxiety of like, you know, is he good enough to keep up with that as you know yeah struggling to find the jobs and you know it'd be kind of interesting because i would would like to think pretty much everyone feels the same way as well at some point you would hope so yeah like do you do you have do you have the necessary skill set to do what is necessary yeah i think we may have an interruption in a minute so I'm going to give it a pause okay. that way I can cut that out. Hello. Talking with whack. I'm going to bed. Yeah. Don't forget to fill that up with water. The what? Oh, that? Yeah. I'll do that. Yeah, I got the candle going. Is the heat on? Is the heat on? Can you turn the fan off? Too much noise? Yeah. It's terrible. All right, I'm going to crack my window open. It is warm. Love you. Totally forget what we were talking about. Um, feeling qualified? Yeah. I feel like someone like Bruce, who we look at now as 
someone who was a professor, an authority figure, but also just dope, dope guy, dope friend. Mm-hmm. Um, like I feel, I feel like we look at him and think, "A, this guy's sketching is ridiculous. This guy's design sense is very, very well tuned, so to speak." So the idea to think of him as someone who was once underqualified or was once just starting out or maybe even had uncertainty in his own abilities is tough to like it's tough to comprehend. Yeah. You know, because we look at him as this authority figure who has it sorted. He has it figured out. He's obviously made it work for himself because now he's working, he's teaching it, he's passing on that knowledge. It's hard to think of that that type of person as someone who once didn't get it, you know? Yeah. But I feel like, like there was de- there has to be a point for him where he felt that I would, right? I would like, hope anyways. I would hope too. Like I would, you know, like to think there's a lot of, you know, big designers out there, successful designers that enter the industry in the same way. Mm-hmm. You know? struggling to get into the job that they dreamed of yeah and feeling like they weren't qualified yeah well i mean like you he know? ended up as an automotive designer right yeah yeah and that's i was reading the other day i think it was it might have been on core 77 or something but they played out the odds and you have higher odds of becoming a professional basketball player like playing in the NBA than you do working as an automotive designer at an automotive studio. Yeah. That's insane. Well, when you think of like, yeah, I mean the amount of people they have at an NBA draft every year, like there's less automotive jobs going around every year, but that's out of more people. Yeah. That's insane. Like there could be, you know, definitely less than a hundred jobs go out in a year and like tens of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people fighting for those less than a hundred jobs. You've got such small odds in that. That's kind of crazy to think about that. Someone we know. Yeah. I mean, two people we know because Catherine worked in an, in an automotive studio as well. Like more than once. I feel like maybe the odds kind of, it got smaller, prop maybe. You think there was more opportunities back in their time? Not to call them old, know. but... No, I mean, maybe might be even more competitive now, I feel like. Hmm. Especially it's with more, social media, like you have, Yeah, it's more of a known career. Like Behance, yeah. More schools teaching it. Um, yeah, that's true. Maybe. I don't know. Have you ever thought... Because th- I think about this a lot ever thought about what it would take to get your skill set into a school like art center or say or ccs in the states and say like say you're able to get in mm-hmm. how you would perform in that um kind of environment because like these are like top tier schools yeah like i these, don't these are it's yeah. like the harvard of design schools yeah like i feel like getting in i don't know it'd be interesting because a master's would be different that Mm -hmm. would be i think even harder 
but like if you went to art center i think because they do a transportation degree i believe before yeah, sure, uh, before sure before do. a master's they do a, a bachelor's in transportation or cards actually um i feel like it could be like when we were getting into our program where even though it's a prestigious school it's like you could have people where the skills don't look as high or as good as some of the others but the profs mm-hmm. see something in it yeah so i feel like maybe for like the, i feel like for the like the bachelors at like art center mm-hmm. i would like to think i have a chance of getting in but keeping yeah. up i don't know a master's that would be first of all i wouldn't even get in <laughs> Sec- second of all well like it's just being like realistic like yeah Painful and realistic. and second of all it's like keeping up with it like I know I've uh, Bruce would say told us a few times like I think he told us the time when uh, Kiska came in for one of the projects like years before. Yeah, it might have been when we we're in first year, or might have been a year or two before that. I think it was a year or two before that. And Kiska came in the auto, and they were like real pissed off with the work yeah. in the class. And the guy, I guess, who was like doing the project, was like screaming at the students and saying like. He was like, you know, look at the, like, look at the best work in the class. The, the guy who's the best in the class. It's like, look yeah. at their work. He's like, the best in your class probably wouldn't even compete with the lowest of a master's class. That's so he's like, where does that put, problem. where does that put you? Yeah. So it's like. You don't even register. Yeah. So I feel like it'd be like that, <laughs> but um and that like that gives me anxiety you know that whole idea yeah yeah i mean which is kind of terrible because it's like it's you're just comparing yourself but then you also have the validation that it's a professional person saying that and they're not saying it to be malicious they're saying it because that's the fact that's the fact of competition within the industry you know yeah that's just yeah that's just how it is kind of thing you know that's how the cookie crumbles but also, Probably. I like to, because I feel the same way, but then I, the one way I like to kind of feel better about myself or cheer myself back up a little bit mm-hmm. is that, like, it doesn't happen to people, like, overnight. Like, this Bruce, when he finished his master's, he was, like, in his late 30s. 36, I think, 37. And he still became a car designer. That's true. And he left on his decision. He could have stayed. Like, it wasn't like he got fired or wasn't good enough. Like, he left. Yeah. He you know? made a decision to he leave. He made his own it. decision to leave. Now, like, I remember, like, one of our other boys, shout out Sebastian Costello. Sebastian Him Costello. and me have always, like, dreamed about being a car designer. And then the more yeah. we went through the program, the more we saw our own skills. And compared to the others around the world and stuff like that. And you look at it, it's like, okay, it's not that it's impossible. It's just going to be really freaking hard. Yeah. And, um, you know, I feel like I have gotten to the point where I've, it's, it's hard, but it's realizing like, it's okay. Like that it won't happen in like the next year. You're like comfortable. it's, yeah, it's comfortable something that. that if I'm willing to put the time and effort into, 
will take years to get at that point. Hmm. And that's okay. And I, it just kind of reminds me, like I saw a tweet like the other day actually. And it was, um, it was some, one of my friends that just like retweeted or something, but it was, it was, I think it was directed towards like kind of, you know, one of the negative impacts like social media and stuff like that. And it was like the fact that like social media has kind of created the idea that if you aren't super successful and figured out your life by like 22, that mm-hmm. you're like, you failed. Very true. Like it's almost now with social media and you've got like, you know, people on like Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that. They're like famous and rich and whatever. And they're like younger yeah. than us. They're like not even 18. And like, they've got their life sorted if they need it, if they want it to be, it's already there. And yeah. like, you know, all these like, you know, Instagram people, they're all like fake anyways. Of you know, they're young and they've married and they've got great jobs and they got a nice apartment in LA somewhere and everything. And you're like, well, I'm like the same age and I'm living, living at my parents' house and outside of school and can't get a job that I want to get. Yeah. And you're like, well, I suck. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? You get into your head so easily. But it's like, like that. that is such a stupid, like kind of bullshit thing now. Oh, it's, it's makes no sense. It's like to compare yourself to these people. I feel like, either. you know, back then it was like, like, you know, I feel like I thought it was also, you always used to be like, you know, late twenties, thirties, like before you even really get to where your career starts, like where you yeah. dream kind of job. And, and so like, there's that. So I feel like I've accepted that. I'm like, well, you know, look at Bruce and it's like, he got to do what he wanted to do, but it wasn't like 22. Yeah, no, it took him a long time, you, you know? know, and that's fine. Like, like an extra 14 years if yeah. he if he graduated at 36, which I'm pretty sure he did. But I It was something around there. Yeah, I, I swear it was 36, 37, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Ballpark age. Maybe even 38, somewhere around there. But like, that's fine. Like, you know I mean, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, especially with our like, um, profession, I guess, or the, the career we're going for. Like, you're not really limited by age. No. Like I can understand Dita if you're Ram- like if you're, Rams is super old. Yeah, and he can do design better than anyone else. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if I guess if you're like an athlete or something, then like yeah, age matters. If you're an athlete, your career is like if you're use the analogy of runners or triathletes because I'm athletic. Yeah. Ish. Very loose term. Like for the most part, unless you're a freak of nature, which there are people out there. Yeah. Your career's probably over by the time you're like 34, 35, 36. Yeah, that's like pushing it. Like NBA, like LeBron, I think right now is like 35 or 36 or something. And he's like, that's old for, you know? I mean, that's just how it is. But with like our profession, it's like as long as you like, you can still operate your hands and Mm -hmm. draw and hold a pencil, like you're you're fine. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, we got time. It's, it's just a scary thing though. Cause like, I go back and forth. Cause it's like the idea of like, I want to be super young and have like my dream apartment and my dream career and have all this mm-hmm. money and, you know, do cool stuff and put all of it on Instagram. Cause that matters kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like, well, that might not happen for a while. Mm-hmm. And Instagram you know? doesn't matter. At all. And no, <laughs> no. That's why, that's why like, I like, I don't even think I'm going to go back on Instagram. I've thought about it. I'm like just logging back in. I don't even think I'm going to go back. 
I mean, Not I respect that. Anyway. Might it might just might just create a whole new account. I Maybe. I totally respect that. I don't know. Yeah, I still haven't figured that out. Maybe yeah. the meditation is gonna help bring clarity to that subject. Yeah, but like that, it's tough too. Like you see all these, say these masters kids who are like twenty four, right? Say two yeah. years older than us, and they're producing stupidly good work, mm-hmm. and they're like two years older than us. And then you look at the the skill set that we possess, and then you instantly start comparing. You know, it's like what we talked about before a couple while quite a few episodes ago of like the comparison paralysis where you keep comparing yourself to people and then you just don't stop. Yeah. You stop doing your own work and all you're doing is comparing yourself, like holding yourself up to someone else's standard, which is just not productive at all. No, it's counterproductive really. Yeah. You're not putting yourself in a good headspace either to do good work. No, like it doesn't serve you to do that no that's kind of like, why i just got off of it anyways yeah i mean i feel like i'm getting better with the whole like looking at other work on instagram but like that's that's rad i love it i'm not like looking at it being like well, i could do that yeah. or like or like oh i can't do that that's way better i'll never be that good it's like i don't it's like mm-hmm. you, you appreciate know, I, it for you appreciate it for what it is and you move yeah on. like i feel like i'm highly optimistic with certain things yeah and and one of the things i would like to think is that if i see like a you know master student or sketch is like really sick i'd like to think that if i pushed everything aside and literally just focused on doing something like that that Mm. i would get to that level eventually oh for sure you know it's all about that consistency yeah so you know but it's a hard thing to Mm-hmm. especially with everything right now and I have like all these young people that are doing really well like people our age that are doing like insanely well and got really cool jobs and everything and it's like yeah well fuck. why why can't why can i do that you know it's tough but then again you also got to look at it it's like well we're 22 and we're basically like children still at this point like <laughs> you know what i mean i don't know oh, exactly like I, I remember just before we wrap this up I remember thinking the same thing of like, oh, look at all these people who are 21, 22, and they're all living, they like living these crazy lives and traveling around the world. And that was like a huge catalyst for me to just push my entire life aside and like want to go to Australia last summer. Yeah. But then I get there and I realize like I, I still feel the same way. Like there's still people who are traveling, even though I'm on the other side of this planet this wicked cool place and like each day is a new adventure i'm still just a person yeah right just because i'm in another country doesn't make me inherently better in any way like it doesn't make me stand above somebody else and like ultimately there's people back home who are arguably doing cooler stuff than i was doing on the other side of the planet you know yeah so it was like thinking that's what I needed. I'm super grateful for that experience. Wouldn't trade it for anything. It was what I thought I needed at the time and it did pay off. Yeah. But you don't always have to project yourself into this like extraneous, far away state. 
exactly. you know, to figure yourself out. You can do that internally almost yeah. if you're inclined. It's just, you got to think about it. Use your noggin, do some good yep. things, you know, good things. It's tough. Yeah. No, it's a tough thing. It's, it's scary, you know? Well, yeah. Like I had anxiety that I was like th- throwing my life away because I hadn't traveled outside of Canada really. And I was 21. Yeah. I was like, I got to do something. I just got, yeah. I got to get out. I was like, I feel restless. I got to get out. And I could just kept justifying myself that that's what I needed to do. I needed to go to this exotic place. And then I get there and I'm just like everybody else. I just talk differently. That yeah. was the only difference. So it was, it was kind of humbling, you know, yeah. to realize that the, call it excessive, the excessive like travel and I didn't need to travel somewhere to be somebody. I was like, I, f- I figured out who I was in a way when I was there. I'm like, I, this is what I enjoy. This is what I like. All this stuff. Maybe it took me going there to figure that out. But at the end of the day, still just a guy, you know, mm-hmm. just trying to figure stuff out. Yep, just trying to just trying to be creative. Make cool we shit. We got ideally, best case scenario, we've got many years left anyways. Yes, as long as one of us doesn't get COVID and die. We've barely started. That's the exciting That's thing. What I gotta keep reminding myself sometimes. It's like yeah. we barely started. Yeah, you just gotta do like a little mental check every now and then. It's like it's great. Twenty two shows is great. But we like we haven't even it's not like we're just getting started. It's like we've barely begun. Yeah. Barely. You know, but that's super cool. Super cool. Super exciting. Cause you know, who knows what can happen? Who knows what we're going to be doing two months from now? You know, you never know. I mean, doing ideally, ideally, well, for sure. Podcasts. And then ideally like, you know, BDC projects. Oh yeah, man. I just I want to move out. Yep, same. And we need to get a place and have like the coolest looking place. We will have the coolest looking place. We will like. I just can't wait. I can't wait. It's gonna be be cool. It's gonna be rad. It's gonna allow us that creative freedom. You know that creative space. Yeah, that's that's what I miss. That's what I miss, dude. Like that's one of the big, probably the biggest thing I hate about being home is it's like the most like unmotivating place ever. Yeah. Just being at home. Like it's not even like me being like, oh, you know, I'm living in a small room because I'm not. I got a big room. It's nice. It's nice being at home with family. It saves me, whatever. But it's the idea. It's like I, being a creative person, it, it really, the environment that you're in really affects does your inspiration your motivation everything right and like when we were living together and being at a shop and everything that's like the best place to be you know so hugely well i need that again i need it you know i reckon we can do it in a couple months give it a year per se give it a year to work up to that be able to make it happen no problemo whatsoever it'd be super sick it's gonna be super sick if you uh if you want to rent us rent out a, a house to us if you're like oh i got a i got a wicked house that i'm not living in a spare a house property. 
these guys seem dope, send us an email. Hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com. Get in touch. You can also follow us on Instagram. And Zach, what is our Instagram handle? It is the process underscore underscore podcast. I like how you say that. Double I underscore. Like You're like underscore underscore podcast. <laughs> Double like underscore. The, I like the emphasis you put on it. Thank it's you. It's been another it's been another fun day doing doing another show. Mm-hmm. Back again. Yeah, we'll be back again tomorrow, I guess. Tomorrow's Friday. Finish off the week, episode twenty three. What are we going to talk about? Good question. I have zero. Zero clue. We'll idea. figure it out. We're going to figure it sometime. out. We didn't even know what we were going to talk about today. No. We just kind of rambled for a little bit, fell into the groove. Yep. And then skated away. It was like, boom, off into the sunset. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like it. It's a good analogy. Nice visual. Really good analogy. In my mind right now. Beautiful visual. Anything you want to say to the people, Zach? Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in again listening to us talk about our anxieties and our feelings um yes. it's a good, good event episode good, uh, yeah good therapy session today yeah. um just remember don't compare yourself you nope. got lots of time and just do it just who cares what everyone else thinks just go for it just be creative i love that we need we'll more creativity everywhere yes we do send yeah, us some creative stuff yes please Awesome. All right. We'll see you tomorrow, people.